This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time 1203. Great to have you with us for the Friday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. A deep dive into what's behind the drop in oil today. Obviously, it's everything that's going on with this new variant. But what can we expect at the gas pump? Or is this just a one-day blip? Black Friday officially kicking off the holiday shopping season. We'll take a temperature check on retail. That's in our next segment. Right now, the COVID variant found in South Africa is what wreaked havoc on the markets today. Let's get some insight. Chuck Carlson is here, CEO of Horizon Investment Services, publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter, also author of Winning with the Dow's Losers. Chuck, well, uh, what do you make of this? Well, hopefully it's, it's an overreaction, Cisco. You know, we're on that Friday after Thanksgiving, which obviously is a shortened trading day. You have less volume than you typically would have. And so, you know, the impulse is to to view this as an overreaction. There's still a tremendous amount we don't know about the variant. And and oftentimes, you know, what we don't know causes people to kind of sell first. But, uh, you know, to me, it feels like an overreaction and probably an opportunity, uh, you know, as we go into next week, uh, especially if we see some firming here as more players go back to their posts and, and trade next week. So for, uh, you know, someone who's thinking, hey, hey, how do I maybe get in on this? We, of course, we advocate long-term investing, not any sort of short-term thing. Uh, and yet, if there's any further drop here early next week, there there could be some bargains out there. Well, there could be. You know, the, the market right now is, is, is you know, playing the, the playbook that it did at the beginning of COVID. So you're really crushing the, the travel-related stocks and you're boosting the, the, the stay-at-home stocks. Um, but, you know, one group that's just got decimated today that's kind of interesting and it had been on a roll, you know, is energy. And obviously energy got worked over today because of concerns about global demand falling. If, in fact, you get, you know, shutdowns and restrictions across the globe. Uh, but, you know, some of those stocks took quite a beating and are, are offering pretty good combination of, of dividend yield as well as, I think, rebound potential. So that's one area that people may want to take a look at next week if, if they're going in and doing some bargain hunting. Yeah, there's always uncertainty. I mean, you, you never know what something, you know, what may end up happening. However, it, it seems like we got some pretty good earnings, pretty good forward guidance. People were feeling pretty confident even about retail. Uh, and now something like this just shows us how fragile any kind of recovery is. Well, on a day-to-day basis, certainly. But when you, you step back and take a look at the three major engines that drive stocks in a sustained way, and those are interest rates, inflation, and corporate profits. You know, you mentioned the corporate profit picture has been strong. Uh, the latest numbers were, were, were quite strong. Guidance has been pretty good. Uh, interest rates, obviously, at these levels don't offer much uh, appeal versus stocks, so equities still have the favor there. You know, the inflation story, there's still that story, the jury's still out on that, and that's probably the one area 
of those three engines that's most in question. But, you know, unless you think that this this variant is going to just shut down basically the globe again, uh, I think this is going to prove to be an overreaction. And quite honestly, we don't really know that. But it, it feels like, you know, we're much better prepared, for example, at least in the United States, to tackle these things on with the, the vaccine platforms and the uh, the other uh, medicines that have been coming out. So, you know, people need to keep that in mind. This is different than it was March of 2020 in terms of our ability to to cope with these sorts of things going forward. Thanks so much, Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services. Just ahead, bargain hunters heading out to stores even as these pandemic fears are reignited. Holiday retail sales expected to climb at a record pace this year, with the National Retail Federation predicting an increase of over 10%. Let's get a look at Black Friday shopping. Ken Perkins is here, research analyst with Retail Metrics. Ken, it's good to have you with us as always. So what are we expecting? here on Black Friday. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty quiet this morning when you look around the country. And uh, we, we were out in stores early this morning, and it's probably the quietest we've seen it in, in the 20-plus years we've been going out into stores. Uh, it has picked up as the day has gone along. We saw something similar to this last year where the morning on Black Friday was pretty quiet, and then the afternoon uh, saw some significant traffic increases. And I think this is all to be expected. Retailers started promoting uh, their holiday events earlier than ever this year, you know, before Halloween in many cases, including Target, who had done that. And they've been spoon-feeding uh, these, these promotions throughout the month, you know, Black November. And, and uh, so I think it's really pulled some sales forward. And then you layer on top of that widespread reporting of supply chain concerns and product shortages, which have incentivized consumers to shop earlier. So I, I think it's going to be a little slower this weekend. Are we, though, uh, in general, seeing more shopping as the retailers have extended it out over, over more weeks instead of just a weekend? Yeah, it looks to be that way. We're going to, you know, we're going to see probably somewhere in the vicinity of high single to low double digit increase in, in holiday sales, barring any sort of significant issues with this new uh, South African variant. So it, the, the numbers should be pretty strong. Uh, they're going to be partially aided by inflation, which may add two or three percentage points to it this year, which wasn't an issue last year. But overall, you know, the earnings look good. Retailers are going to be selling more at full price this year than they have in previous years because inventory is lighter and we're seeing you know third quarter earnings have been really strong up 21 percent and our retail metrics earning index compared to 20 percent last year fourth quarter is projected to be up 15 percent on top of a seven percent gain last year and we've heard good reports from walmart target best buy dicks uh, lowe's macy's american eagle Kohl's, all saying they've seen momentum in early november building up into the holiday season so i think i think it's going to be relatively good do the supply chain challenges in, in any way help retailers? And, and here's what I mean by that. They're, they're not having to discount as much. They're able to sell these items for more than they might otherwise. Do, does that help or does that just keep them even? You know, it's a great question. There's a lot of speculation about which impact is greater. And, and my sense is that they have enough inventory that they'll allow them to sell at full price, which will increase sales and the lost sales due to lack of inventory, except for a few categories like toys and maybe electronics, game consoles, won't be, won't be as significant. So uh, I think the margins should be better, even though they're experiencing higher freight costs because they've had to air freight some of this merchandise to the States. But Overall, I think it's going to be a net benefit for them not having to uh, promote as much. And I think it's something they hope they can do next year. On the flip side of that, we've got a lot of inventory that's going to be coming into stores 
uh, after the holiday that arrived late, and that may be a boon for off-pricers like TGX, Ross stores, and, and, and Burlington stores to get a lot of extra product in the apparel space, but it's going to mean some significant markdowns uh, for them in, in January, February, and in the first quarter. Thanks so much, Ken Perkins, research analyst at Retail Metrics. Just ahead, the holiday travel rush returns as airport screenings reach a pandemic high. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Airports nationwide have been bustling with travelers as people start to feel more comfortable to fly again. Joining us with the latest, Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services, Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul. Uh, Joe, uh, airports seemingly have been pretty jammed the last few days. <laughs> what a holiday weekend it's been. And I, I can say this is really the first holiday weekend or first uh, period really since the pandemic where you can really say things are back to normal with uh you know, flights on Friday, uh, excuse me, on Wednesday, you know, coming out about 92 percent of the traffic from pre-pandemic levels. That's uh, that's quite a story. And airlines obviously are hoping that it continues. But the story that we have today of a, a new variant of COVID, it shows you just how tenuous this is. Yeah, it does. And uh, I think what, what we're seeing now is airlines have been able to ramp up their schedules. So, you know, things were busy over Labor Day and so forth. But airlines were running those full schedules. Now they are. And then tomorrow is shaping up to be uh, easily the biggest travel day of the year. And uh, fortunately, some of the bad weather we saw coming uh, looks like we're going to escape that. So the airlines got to be pretty happy and travelers alike that it's uh, been a good period. Amtrak and Greyhound are running heavy, too. But uh, the news today does uh, make you realize that every time the airline industry has a good period, something uh, steps in to cause uh, a potential crisis. I do think... uh, uh, you know, this isn't likely to uh, affect the markets uh, uh, as much, uh, you know, the next few days we saw today. But, boy, it's a, it's a, a potential issue. Yeah, significant concerns uh, for sure. Uh, talk about profitability. As more and more people get back to the airports, uh, are the airlines able to begin increasing prices at all? Or are they still having to discount? Well, we studied that, and we did find kind of remarkably that uh, tomorrow really is the the peak day for air travel prices with average one-way fares on trips around 300, 500 miles, $80 more than usual. And uh, that's really good for the airlines. People are paying those uh, higher fees, and the airlines are making some nice money with that. I think what we're likely to see in the next few weeks, it's a really low business uh, travel period with business travelers staying away but there's going to be some real bargains out there, you know, through mid-December until the Christmas season picks up. So that, that business travel, I think uh, uh, airlines are going to have to be pretty competitive on the price side to keep those planes full. Thanks so much, Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services, Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Great to have you joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A new COVID variant has health officials worried about a surge in cases. Shoppers descend upon malls for Black Friday deals. A Michigan based pizza chain is expanding its footprint in Chicago. And oil prices take a big plunge. We'll examine what's behind it and whether it's a good time to buy. WBBM Business Markets closed. It was a shortened trading day. The Dow finished down 905 points. The NASDAQ down 353. And the S&P is down 106 points today. Oil finished down more than 12%. A mix of sun and clouds in Chicagoland. Right now, 26 degrees, heading to a high of 34 degrees. The noon business hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. European Union nations have agreed to impose a ban on travel from southern africa in order to counter the spread of a new covid variant england's chief medical officer susan hopkins says the south africa variant has the most coronavirus mutations that researchers have ever seen twice as many as delta the mutations um, show evidence of uh, increased transmissibility increased infectivity and also evidence that it could evade the immune response and also the um, uh, treatment uh, with monoclonal antibodies such as Ronaprev. Medical experts, including the World Health Organization, warned against any overreaction before the variant is better understood. Shoppers are hitting stores today for Black Friday. More than 108 million people plan to shop in stores or online. Inflation has become a concern for many shoppers. During an appearance on CBS Mornings, Macy's chairman and CEO Jeff Gannett said his store's taken steps to combat inflation. We've gone through these inflation cycles many times in the past. We've been working with our overseas suppliers to get costs down, and we have lots of data and analytics and pricing science that helps us make decisions about the sale prices we offer and the markdowns that we take in an item in a store level. So we're ready for whatever inflation is out there. According to Adobe Analytics, experts predict a new record in spending over the holiday season. Shoppers already spent at least $3.5 million per minute yesterday. It's 1232. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Stocks were way lower today in a shortened trading day. The Dow down 905, NASDAQ down 353, and the S&P down 106 points. Each of the major indexes down more than 2%. Let's get some analysis. Jim Welsh is here, macro strategist and portfolio manager at Smart Portfolios based in San Diego. His website, macrotides.com. Well, Jim, what do you make of what happened today? Um, it really isn't a surprise, uh, Cisco, primarily because I think a week and a half ago or so, you and I did an interview, and in that interview, I expected the S&P to push above the prior high, which was at 47.18, and then that would complete the pattern of the rally starting from early October's low at 42.70, and my expectation was once that pop happened, the S&P would be vulnerable to a pullback to the 45.50 to 45.80 uh, level. And, you know, obviously things are proceeding uh, in that fashion. So, uh, you know, one never knows why sometimes the technical stuff seems to foreshadow uh, fundamental events, but this was obviously an example of one. And does it show for investors that, uh, I mean, we, there's always uncertainty. You never know what may happen, but yep. uh, but this is uh, re- really tenuous. We, we don't know what may happen here as long as this pandemic is still going on. We 
don't. Um, the other thing, from a technical standpoint, uh, earlier this week, the NASDAQ composite was making uh, new all-time highs, and yet there were more than 400 new lows on the NASDAQ. So, again, a sign of underlying weakness. And you're right, we just really don't know. I think the concerning things is that the, the new variant appro- uh, appears to have 32 new spikes. They don't know uh, what that truly means in terms of transmissibility and how severe uh, of an infection people will get. And we may not know that for up to three weeks. So I think this window of uncertainty that you you know, pointed to, I think is going to persist. And my expectation is I would be amazed if the market isn't lower early next week after everybody kind of gets caught up to today's weakness and more reports of uh, this new variant spreading to different countries. So then what should an investor do, given what you've just said? Well, uh, my expectation was that we were on the cusp of a correction and that once this correction was over, that we would see the S&P rally to a new high early in the first quarter of next year. And that that high was the one to become very defensive upon afterwards, because I think after that high, Cisco, a correction of 10 to 15 percent can happen. So short term, I don't think people should do much. Uh, the S&P could pull back a little bit more than the cited range of 45.50 to 80 um, in the next week or so. But I do think the odds favor that we'll see another rally to an all-time high uh, early in the first quarter before a more significant correction takes hold. Uh, in general, the the travel sector has been one people, they've just been waiting for a rebound in the, in the hotels and yep. the cruise lines and everything. Uh, does this, co- you know, you get one report of a COVID variant, those stocks are the ones that really got hit today. Does, does that show people need to be wary of that sector? Absolutely. And I think ongoing, uh, Cisco, until we are absolutely certain that we have all the medical Uh, devices, if you will, to be able to manage uh, COVID, because I think this is going to be a recurring theme in coming years that this is going to sprout new variants and so forth. So if you're in those types of stocks, I think one has to really be more of a trader than an investor, because we're going to get the ebb and flow of the virus, and those stocks will do well when things ebb. And then as we've seen, when things start to surge again with more cases, they get hammered. So I think that's and that's not suitable for, I'd say, the majority of investors. But for traders, that that can be played. But I think you have that you have to have that kind of mentality. Thanks so much, Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at Smart Portfolios. Just ahead, Entrepreneur Friday, expanding a popular Michigan-based pizza chain in Illinois. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday on the Noon Business Hour. Today we meet Brian Gilbert, a franchisee of Jets Pizza, a Michigan-based pizza chain specializing in deep-dish Detroit-style pies. Brian owns three Jets Pizza locations in the Chicago area. Brian, good to talk with you. First off, which of the locations do you own? I've seen them all over the place. Which ones are yours? Yes, I own the one in Logan Square, Irving Park, and Jefferson Park. And tell us, for people who are just seeing these pop up and are wondering, what's Jets Pizza? Can it kind of give us an understanding of the fact that it's, it's from Michigan? Can it give us some details? Yeah, so it's Detroit-style pizza. It's essentially Sicilian-style pizza, fresh-made daily, made in these seasoned steel pans. So what you get is this cheesy caramelized crust, kind of like a Pequod, but you get a nice fluffy and airy uh, crust with it. So it's not too heavy, not too dense, and it's really picked up over the last few years, and obviously Jets Pizza has kind of led that expansion. And is that, for people who are not familiar with Detroit-style pizza, is, is that the, the crust, the, the way that it's made, is that kind of what separates it? 
Oh, absolutely. It, it looks like a thicker, deep dish Chicago pizza, but when you bite into it, it's soft and airy. Uh, so it's not this dense kind of casserole type pizza, which we're familiar with here. So uh, let's talk about it from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yep. You know, Chicago, known for pizza. We have a lot of pizza places. W- what is it that made Jet say we have to get into the Chicago market and we can have success there? Well, you know, it's a pizza town, and we have a lot of people here from Michigan. Uh, Jet's Pizza in Michigan kind of has a cult following, similar to Portillo's does in Chicago. If you're from Michigan, it's very familiar. You grew up on it. Well, as people you know, graduate college, Big Ten universities, a lot of them moved to Chicago, so we kind of have this following already. So when you open up here, you have this word of mouth that's pretty aggressive. People who grew up on Jet's love Jet's, talk about it. So we've done a really good job of getting the word of mouth uh, out for people to try it. And then once that happens, have you found people start talking about it once they've had it? Oh, absolutely. When we first opened up our first location, it pretty much, no one knew what Jets was. We had to explain what Detroit-style pizza was. Now when people say Jets pizza, they're, you know, oh, wow, Jets pizza. I love Jets pizza. So people talk about it, and certainly it's caught on here in this market. So talk to other entrepreneurs about uh, the, I, I don't know if you want to say courage or, or whatever you have to have in order to move into a market in which you have a lot of other names that are already really, really well established. Uh, you, you have to really, uh, it would seem like, have some determination in order to push through. You know, it's easy when you, when you try the product in, in any franchise. If you really love something and you know and you have conviction in it, it makes it easy to sell the product and, and get excited about it. So we... You know, once we've had Jet's Pizza, we knew, hey, this is good. I like pizza. I'm from Chicago, but this is good. I can see people liking this. Makes it a lot easier, you know, to take that risk and that gamble, knowing that, you know, it's a really good product. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. People will like it regardless of where it's from. And you obviously believe in the product. Is that an important thing for entrepreneurs, too, for them to actually say, no, this is good. People are going to like this. 100%. I mean, it's really the only thing. If you're going to take a risk and put your life savings into something, you better like it. Otherwise, you know, people are going to be tell if you're, you know, selling the product to them and you don't have that conviction. So I think any franchisee or anyone that's looking at opening something, make sure it's something that you love and you don't look at it as just, I'm trying to make money, open a business, don't care what it is, because really that's the biggest difference is if you believe in it, it's going to take off. You know, one of the things I've noticed uh, as I've been into Jets locations is uh, you, you have this cauliflower crust pizza. Just talk about, I mean, is that taking off? Does that really seem like something that's growing yeah, in popularity? Cauliflower crust. The gluten-free crust, they've been, when we first opened, we didn't offer those. And, and I would say our corporate office is really good at listening to the owners. And we said, listen, people want this. It's, it's trendy, but it's not going away. Uh, and they found a way to deliver for us. And the cauliflower gluten-free pizza options have become some of our best sellers. That's yeah, interesting. And you're right. That's what it takes as an entrepreneur. You listen to the public, and then you figure out what they want, and you give them more of it. Nice to meet you. Good luck to you. Brian Gilbert, a franchisee at Jets Pizza with three locations here in Chicago. Still to come, could plunging oil prices be an opportunity to make some dough? Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Want to talk about oil now. The prices are plunging, and there's now a report, in fact, the AP reporting Canada is now saying foreign nationals who've traveled through Southern Africa are not being allowed into the country. So uh, this is beginning to spiral here. We'll see what happens to oil next week. Patrick DeHaan is here, senior petroleum analyst at GasBuddy.com. Uh, Patrick, we saw what happened today. It, it, it's, I guess, not out of the realm of possibility. More countries are going to do the same thing. Does that mean next week could it be even worse on the oil markets? 
Yeah, we certainly could see the bloodbath continue. In fact, uh, I saw a headline, uh, U.S. officials are preparing to meet this afternoon to discuss the same as our Canadian counterparts already have. Um, this, we're seeing a, a, very, a fairly swift reaction to this in light of the fact that this, uh, this new variant uh, could be even more of a threat, and oil prices reacting to the fact that travel restrictions uh, are likely in the days and weeks ahead, and that is going to reduce global oil demand. When it comes to gas prices, because even though, I mean, oil, it's so much bigger to our economy than gas prices, but that's where most people feel it. Uh, how long does it take for something like this to impact the pump? Well, Cisco, we're already seeing a five-cent week-on-week decline across Chicago. Now, the national average just, I think, within the last 48 hours has started to go down in light of the uh, the, the, the last week, the price uh, declining on uh, the price of oil. Uh, so, you know, something like this, oil prices down over 10% in a single day, we are going to start seeing this uh, even in the next uh, day or two, and it'll continue for two to three weeks. So, if you're out there looking at your gas gauge out shopping for Black Friday, be in no rush. In fact, I would anticipate that even some of Chicago's suburbs could, in the next two weeks, see prices under $3 a gallon. Wow, that would be really significant based on where we've been the last several weeks. Thank you so much. Always good to talk to Patrick DeHaan, Senior Petroleum Analyst at GasBuddy.com. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, the Replay Podcast will be available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.